0: friends, I'm Gwen. And I'm Jacqueline. Welcome to Talk Bookish to Me, the podcast where friends get
1: together and talk about books. Welcome or welcome back to Talk Bookish to Me. Today we're spilling the tea on the worst and most disappointing books we've read so far this year. While we'd like to think we've narrowed down our TBRs to books, we're absolutely going to love with as many books as we read in a year, there are bound to be some books that
0: don't live up to the hype. Back in the spring, we shared some books we've been loving and at the end of the year, we plan to do a roundup of our best and worst books of the year, but we thought we'd share the books that haven't worked for us so far this year and why.
1: Let's start with our current reads. Jacqueline, what are you reading?
0: I actually am not currently reading anything because I literally binged the whole book yesterday. And <laughs> well, I... tell me about that book. <laughs> Yeah, so I – well, it's funny because I I filmed my wrap-up. Technically, we're, like, recording this early, so it's literally the day before July. So (laughs) I filmed my wrap-up, and then um, someone reached out to me on Instagram, and they were like, oh, my gosh, like, this book called If You Tell by Greg – I think it's Greg Olson. we mm-hmm. were like, I started listening to this and it's like so incredibly good. Like you need to read it. And I actually had it on my shelf. I think I got it a couple months ago. I swapped for it or something um but I I just was putting it off because it's a true crime book and I don't I've not actually read like an official true crime book I don't think so I was just hesitant I thought it would be a little boring you know just like like dense um I remember
1: I like back in the day like Mm -hmm. probably like more than 20 years ago I used to heavily read true crime and I Love, like that was my genre, true crime. And when I was in the military, there used to be in Fort Sill, Oklahoma, there used to be this bookstore called Hastings. And this really ages me because it is not around anymore. But it was like this amazing, think Barnes and Noble, but like better. It had music and movies and books and magazines and all that. But it had like large areas that you could just like lounge back and read, or they would have headphones so you could like listen to the music before you bought it. It was my favorite bookstore ever. And I would literally go to the true crime section.
0: And that's the only section I ever shopped in. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm going to have to branch out into that because I just assumed I, I I didn't assume I did. I wouldn't like true crime. I just assumed that it would be something that would take me a little bit of time to get into, you know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure what the writing style would be and so, since I got this recommendation and they were loving it so much, um, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and pick it up. The audiobook was on Scribd and I had to be driving a lot yesterday, so I was like, okay, like I'm going to try it out. If I don't like the audiobook, whatever, like I don't need to read a book at the end of the month anyway. I was just trying to find something to start. So, started it and oh my gosh, I was so intrigued by the very very first not even cha- well. Number one, you would love it because it's super short chapters, super short. I do and, love the um, short
1: chapter. <laughs> I know you say that all the time
0: in your vlogs, and so anytime I see short chapters or long chapters, I'm like, oh, I need to tell Gwen not to read this book because it's like <laughs> But anyway, so it was so incredibly good because it's about like a like psychopath mother that abuses like her kids, everyone around her to get her way. She's so manipulative. And, like, gaslights every – like, oh my gosh, you would not believe the amount of things that she gets away with. Literally murdered multiple people and nothing happened for so long, even after people told, like, the police that she was murdering people. Yeah, but also, it – you know, it goes through that where your kids – like, even though the kids kind of knew what she was doing was wrong or, like, they felt like they were being abused and that wasn't right – They still were constantly like second guessing themselves because they didn't want to get in more trouble. And so you just see this constant battle that happens, you know, because part of you is like, well, why wouldn't you just go tell people that this is happening? But you see this like really big battle between them you know, and what goes on in their minds. It is, it was literally so fast paced. Like I listened to half of it in the car while I was driving around and stuff. And then when I got home, I pulled out the physical copy and I was like, I need to finish this and figure out what happens. I
1: don't know why I never thought to tell you to read more true crime, probably because it's been... A very long time but since you're getting into memoirs and stuff like that and you really do like non-fiction even non-memoir nonfiction, you yeah. should definitely read more
0: yeah and this didn't read like a not i know some people are really scared of non-fiction and i can understand that i do read a lot though so i yes. like it but this did not read like a non-fiction at all like it did not read like dense or boring at I I actually looked at it multiple times because when I was listening to it it was so good and it just it was being read like such an amazing thriller that i was like wait maybe i looked at this wrong maybe this isn't a true story i was like yeah maybe this is fake <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think when
1: people think nonfiction, they think like textbooks and college high school that sort of thing they think yeah. it's going to be like this standardized manual with like facts and bullet points and you know quotes and all this but most of the nonfiction that I have read or and all of the nonfiction that I have loved has been like, this totally could be a fictionalized story. Mm-hmm. It's just not. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So what are you reading?
1: Well, I am also not reading anything. Okay. <laughs> because, what did you read? Because last night, Survive the Night by Riley Sager released yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I binged it last night. Nice. And it was, it's not going to show up on today's list. That is for sure. That's so good. I know we've put out lots of videos like we're anticipating this book, anticipating that book. And since thrillers is probably my number one genre, genre, this was definitely my most anticipated release of all year. Mm-hmm. Did not disappoint. That's so good. yes. So I read that last right. night and I'm going to probably pick up another like shorter thriller, maybe later today.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to pick anything up until July 1st, just because now I'm like, darn it, that was because I felt like my wrap up was so actually most of the books we're talking about today, I think we're in my <laughs> June wrap up. And I felt like I had so many that I didn't like. And then I read an amazing book. And I was like, darn it. It's not in my wrap up now. I'm going to have to like put a little clip or something at the end and be like, Okay, maybe I can throw this in here. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I always just roll them over into the next month because I definitely try like my wrap up spin up, but I've read like a couple of books since then. And I just put them in the next book and say, oh, I actually read these last month.
0: Because I mean, just
1: for the timing of filming and editing and just balancing that with real world responsibilities and stuff. Like my audience just has to know, like I have a life outside of this. Mm -hmm. So I film this and record this and post this for you guys when I can. Am I going to read something after this? Most likely. (laughs) You'll just, you'll hear about it eventually.
0: I didn't do a wrap up for May because the problem that I have, I guess, with wrap ups is that like, sometimes we're doing so many different videos that a lot of the books I've already talked about in depth in all of my videos. So then I'm like, okay, here's a wrap up of like, eight books, but you guys already know my thoughts on six of them. So here I am just repeating myself over and over again. And so that's irritating to me. But in Uh, May, I never did a wrap up because I only read a couple books. And most of those were in videos. And so there were like two books, I think that I read that I never talked about. So I ended up putting them in my June wrap up. And I was like, explain you know I just explained that I was too busy for it but
1: whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's I mean that's what I do too like when we did romance I mean I vlogged every single book and that was eight of the books that I read that you know this month so I was just like oh yeah and I already talked about these books so if you're interested in those (laughs) check Mm -hmm. out those videos so yeah so in between books right now um but I'm glad we've had some wins because now we're about to talk about some Not so much. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Reading is subjective. Readers bring with them a whole set of experiences and emotions that can make them read different things into a story. So while these books didn't work for us, they still might work for you. Just keep in
1: mind as we share these books... So the books I will be talking about today are the 2021 new releases that let me down for one reason or another. Um, All of these books that I'm talking about today made it onto my most anticipated list. Like I mentioned earlier, we've put out several of those episodes. And now they're here on this list as my most disappointing. So um, the first one is The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. This is the one about a struggling radio station that needs a new concept. So you have two characters, Shay and Dominic, that agree to a ploy of basically saying that they dated and now they're exes and now they have this you know podcast called The X Talk where they get you know, online, it's a Seattle podcast, and it's climbing the charts. And they just talk about like what happened in the relationship and you know, everything like that. The reason why I didn't enjoy it is because there were not enough radio podcast elements, or show transcripts, or anything like that. Also, Kent, their boss forced Shay and Dom's hand by saying, give this idea a go or you'll be out of work. So that was both of their like huge insecurities. I mean, knowing that your job, like you're about to lose your job and your boss says like, you have to do this or you're gone. Like mm-hmm. they were basically forced to do it and it was playing into their insecurity. So I just didn't like that. And then they, <laughs> they were like five years apart. Shay was five years older than Dominic, but she kept harping on his age. Like, yeah, you're you're five years younger than me. You're like a baby. You're like five years younger than me. And I'm like, dude, you're both consenting adults. And I'm like, get over it. Either if it bothers you, don't hang out with him. Like, just do your job and get over it, you know? I just, it, it was crazy. So didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that everything was kind of based on a lie. And um, even though it brought the two characters together, It was to save the radio station. And I just didn't like that overall. And the Mm. romance wasn't like super cute because she kept saying, you're five years younger than me. I don't know. It was just annoying. (laughs) Uh, i wonder
0: if that's how alvin feels about me no i'm just kidding
1: but he you guys literally (laughs) never mention your age me and my husband like when i talk to other people i'll tell them like our age difference but me and my husband don't go around like he never goes oh my god you're 10 years younger than me and i don't go you're 10 years older than me like i just that's so weird
0: i guess i don't do it there are times where like like with me i'm going to be 30 next year and obviously alvin's still in his 20s and so i'm like darn it why do i have to hit all those points first (laughs) i'm like i'm like oh my gosh i do not want to hit 40 and you're still like 37.
1: (laughs) all right so another one enjoy the view by sarah morgenthaler this is the third book in the moose springs alaska series and i rated the first book in the series five out of five stars i rated the second one four out of five stars And this one really started to make me think if the author's original plan was to continue the series, or if because of the popularity of the first book, they basically continued it. Um, Mm. I didn't hate this book. Um, It just didn't live up to the level of the first in the series for me. Um... The main premise of the book is there is this um, former Hollywood darling, River Lane, and she's going to Moose Springs, Alaska. But if you know anything about Moose Springs, Alaska, they're a very tight-knit community. They don't like outsiders. And she's coming here to film a documentary. And the town basically shuns her, and they don't give her any of the permits she needs. So um, one of the characters says, Hey, Easton says, I'll take you up this mountain and help you with the documentary and all that. It's literally halfway through the novel before they actually start making their ascent up Mount Vale. And Mm. I'm just like, if that's what the premise of the story is, this, this hike up this mountain or whatever, no, and you wait that long to do it, you've lost me. So I definitely did like those scenes up there, but that was such a small chunk of the book. And that's what I was going into it for. And instead of the romance, there's too much documentary stuff going on that gets in the way of the chemistry of the romance. And yeah, I don't know, it just, it didn't work. I mean, I only rated it like three stars. So it was like, okay, Um, will I continue in the series? Is it going to be a continuing series? I don't know. But it has gone downhill slowly, but surely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the one with all the cute, like, Christmassy covers. Mm -hmm,
1: Because it's in Alaska. Yeah, yeah. and I love books set in Alaska, so I'm kind of sad about it, to be honest. (laughs) All right, so this next one, guys. I'm just going to go ahead and apologize right now because I was raving. I was pushing this book on everybody, including Jacqueline.
0: (laughs) You were. I still have it on my shelf.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Marriage Pass by Brianna Cole. Gorgeous cover great synopsis. And this one really hurts to end up on this list. I convinced several people to add it to their TBR. And it's funny because I haven't heard anyone that I know that has like read it and reviewed it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was insufferable. It really, really was. It needed several more rounds of edits. The idea of the story was good. The character development was okay. It definitely could have been stronger. But the part that bothered me was the writing. So the incomplete sentences, the weird jumps in time, um, it just, it wasn't ready to be published. It needed more, you know. Um, And because all of those weird like writing issues that I had with it, I couldn't enjoy the story because that part of it really kept pulling me out of the story. And I couldn't concentrate on that because I was like, that's not even correct English (laughs) like I don't even understand
0: Um, I still have it and I I still I just want to try it out Mm because like
1: I'm dying to hear your thoughts when you get to it yeah it is yeah
0: so thank goodness for that yeah I'm I'm still gonna try it out
1: (laughs) okay I can't wait to hear (laughs) it oh my goodness okay the next one makeup breakup I pushed myself through this one and it was just okay um I don't this one is about these two um, startup app companies, one, the girl runs one that helps people make up and the guy has a company, an app that helps people break up. And the whole book is about these apps. And when I go into one of these rom com situations, I'm there for the romance. I'm there for the hijinks, the humor, and the romance. Can I say that enough? The romance. This had very little romance and a lot of talk about the apps. And I just didn't care. So these rival Mm. app developers, the business side of things took over too much of the story. And I didn't like Annika, the main character. Um, She was annoying. I felt zero pity for her or her situation. She wasn't able to support herself with her app. And like her friend was like, hey, let me help you out. Her father was like, hey, let me help you out. And she was like, no, that's okay. And I was like, sometimes being the bigger person is accepting help. And she just wouldn't. Now her friend, June, on the other hand, loved her. Fun person. Would absolutely die for a story about her and Ziggy. Um, I think what would have made the story more enjoyable would have been a dual perspective between the rival app developers. Um, Because just getting her perspective and not really liking her as a main character. She was annoying me the whole time. I wasn't about that, but I would have liked to see what he was thinking and feeling and maybe that would have added more of a romance element into it. Um, and I was I s- definitely more interested in what Hudson was doing and what was going on in his head, but I never got that. So
0: I feel like I have definitely seen that in some romances that I've read too, where it's lacking on the romance and then it's all one-sided, so you don't get to understand the other character And so you're like, why am I rooting for this romance anyway?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So the next one is a mystery thriller that I was really looking forward to. The Hunting Wives by Mae Cobb. It's a mix of like Big Little Lies, Heathers, and a dash of Desperate Housewives thrown in. So you have Sophie and her husband that have recently moved Um, to a small town in Texas from Chicago to live the slowed down life that everyone dreams about. But she realizes that maybe things are a bit too slow. Um, So she usually spends her days like gardening, jogging the same trail, cooking, blogging, posting to Instagram. But she's more interested in this socialite named Margot Banks, who is gorgeous, the leader of this elite clique, secretly known as the Hunting Wives. Sophie gets drawn into their circle and things go from there. Like think shooting guns, flirting with men, interacting with underage boys and drinking more than they should. Now I can't quite put my finger on why I didn't love this one, but something just felt off to me. It was heavily, she was very heavily focused and obsessed with Margot. Check, got that, loved that part of it. But it was like the other parts of the story, it was almost like it was two different story ideas and she tried to merge them together and they didn't quite fit. Um, maybe it was the main character I didn't like maybe it didn't have enough of those naughty vibes Um, I don't know like I said quite what it was, but it just didn't live up to the height for me
0: the way that you like just sold it. It sounds really good, actually, because I I haven't put this on my TBR because I didn't really know much about it when it first came out. And of course, it was a book of the month book. So every single person in the world got it. And I have been hearing pretty good reviews about it. But just from the synopsis that I had read, it didn't, it, it kind of reminded me of like, the Southern Book Club's guide to slaying vampires or The Wife Upstairs where it was like Southern Gothic type of thing. But I might have just looked into it wrong because it sounds a lot better the way that you just told it than what I was expecting it to be.
1: Okay. Well, if you pick it up, let me know your thoughts. I mean, I definitely know people that have liked it. I didn't hate this by any means. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I was expecting this to be a five stars. Like from that synopsis, what I just told you, I'm like sold. I want to read that but yeah. it just didn't it, it kinda, didn't quite go there it was kind of very surface level um it kind of sounds mo-
0: like the last mrs parish a bit where it's like she's obsessed with somebody else. but
1: it's not really about that there's like this murder that takes place mm. they go out shooting guns one nice night and then they fu- there's like a body and then it's all about well how'd that happen and where it happened and who did oh, it okay and all i could totally so. see
0: then like yeah, maybe Me not, not liking it from that <laughs> all right so I the hate next... when like there's a synopsis but the book is about something entirely different like the synopsis is like the first two pages yeah well book. I
1: mean it did have all of the stuff that I talked about and I said like in the synopsis it is all of that but it's mm-hmm. also about this I think it's just it's two story ideas merged yeah and they don't really belong together. If it would have just been about the obsession and these, like, um, the shooting the guns, flirting with men, interacting with underage boys, and drinking, and part, like, all, if it was just that, it could have been really, really good. If it yeah. was just about them going out, shooting this gun, finding this dead body, and all of that, that would have been really cool. But when you merged it, it all kind of felt surface level and you couldn't go too deep either way because you had to do both.
0: Right. Does that make right. sense? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, so the next one, I know we both were really looking forward to. And then the book released and we were like, oh, this is translated. (laughs) And so we were both a little skeptical going in. And I think you DNF to this one, The Lost Village by Camilla Sten. So this was not what I was expecting from the brief little synopsis that I read. I was expecting it to be much more of a ghost story than it was a documentary. So in this one, um, it's basically a woman that has heard about this town and is wanting to do a documentary about it. And it's this town that there used to be like a thriving community, and then everybody kind of disappeared. Well, Like I said, not what I was expecting. Um, A few things helped me through the book. Number one, I love documentaries. Number two, I listened to it on audiobook and read along physically, of course. And the way it was broken up with the days of the week. It had short chapters from past and present. And I liked the concept, but I wish the execution was stronger and more scary. I was thinking this was going to be a ghost story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wanted it to be a ghost story. Um, it doesn't start getting interesting until 50% through. And I'm one of those people, heavy, like, supporter of DNFing a book if you're not into it. And I mean, if it takes me 50% to get through, like, I don't even usually make it 50% before I'm like, yeah, I'm bored. But like I said, I had the audiobook, I like documentary, so it did kind of, you know, push me through. Mm -hmm. The ending was creepy, and it was satisfying, but those themes, I wanted more of that. And I wanted it to be like, heavier, like a heavy hand with that theme in mind. And I think you would have loved it, like loved it. Um, I can't really say what the theme is, um, because it's a huge spoiler, of course. So I'll leave it at that. But yeah. That one, like I said, as soon as I picked it up and I started, it was all this documentary and them setting up for the documentary and all this and they're going to explore the town and like setting up for the documentary and like talking about the cameras and the lights and oh, this team will go here and this team will go here and on this day we'll do. I was just like whoa this is not what i was expecting at all so all right now we have a couple of more recent releases that i read very close together and wow these again this is like a survive their night these were some of my most 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 anticipated the maidens by alex michaelides let down by hairpin bridge by taylor adams let down by So The Maidens, not the worst book I've read. Since it was on my most anticipated and I really enjoyed The Silent Patient, I was expecting to enjoy it much more. Um, The premise, like dark academia vibes, people getting murdered on a college campus. um, I was like, yes, this sounds so good. Unfortunately, it just didn't deliver the thrilling edge of my seat vibes I was looking for. Everything felt very low stakes. If people are dying, And you're not like a little bit concerned that people are dying. You're just like, oh, yeah, someone else died. Something's wrong with that picture. Like, (laughs) (laughs) hello, people are dying. You should be on the edge of your seat. Like, holy crap. But I wasn't. Um, Yeah. And the atmosphere, though, perfect. Loved the dark, aging college campus. It was set in Cambridge. Um, love that. Like I felt like I was on campus and it was like a gray sky at night. And like, I loved that part, but (laughs) the plot just crept along slowly, but surely the main character made some stupid decisions (laughs) that like you would (laughs) never, ever make. And I also hate that. Okay. I'm thinking about me personally. Let's say that I suspect, like I see a dead body and i want to get involved in the investigation i'm not gonna zero in on one suspect and never change my mind i'm not gonna say it is jacqueline who killed it no killed the person nobody else it's only jacqueline and never open up my mind to the possibility that could possibly be somebody else and that's what this character did Never, ever do that. I'm not saying if she was right, if she was wrong. I'm just saying to me, it felt like, why are you so like stuck on this one character? Like it never explained to me well enough why she thought it was this one character and nobody else. And it was just annoying because I'm like, maybe you're wrong. Maybe you need to look at Billy and Sammy and Susie. Like, have you thought of that? And it was just so, I was like, I could totally do. better investigation like honestly so low stakes the main character was dumb and yeah that's all i gotta say about that atmosphere 10 out of 10 to recommend
0: (laughs) you know honestly the silent patient wasn't the best book in the world for me i know some people like it's like their favorite book of all time but it was just a four star for me i wasn't incredibly shocked and so with the maidens it definitely wasn't something where i'm like oh my gosh i totally need to read this book i was kind of like is this one going to be even worse? (laughs) But um, yeah, I see the reviews coming in and I don't see very many people loving it either. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: just, yeah. I was just so let down by it because I love a good campus setting, people dying. And yeah, so. And the Mm -hmm. last one I'm going to talk to you about, Hairpin Bridge by Taylor Adams the author of No Exit, my all time favorite thriller, like top tier, God tier, best thriller, action packed, isolated setting. We've talked about it a million times. Absolutely love No Exit. Hairpin Bridge on the other hand. Hmm. So it follows Lena, who's determined to figure out what exactly happened to her twin sister, Cambry on Hairprint Bridge. So Cambry's death is ruled a suicide, but Lena doesn't believe her sister would kill herself. So she believes that she was murdered somehow. So she's trying to track a killer and get a confession. From the beginning, this is just like I was saying with the maidens, Lena is 100% sure that she knows who the killer is and she's going to get the confession basically. Um, and she never wavers. It's, that's what it is. So for the majority of the book, it looks like she's right. Maybe she is, maybe she isn't. But my point is, is it ended up turning into a why done it rather than a who done it? And because you're just trying to find out, like at that point, she's, all you're hearing is from, you know, like her perspective, really. And you're like, okay, so you think it's this person. So she's telling you why she thinks that this person did it. And I'm like, again, open your eyes, maybe it was someone else. So that was annoying. Now I know I said it's mainly from Lena's perspective, but there were other perspectives. It was dual POV, plus you get Lena's blog post, um, which is basically her plan to catch her sister's killer and telling her sister's story. Um, It was an interesting choice to do it that way. But I thought that it interrupted the flow, like having the dual POV and the blog post, it interrupted the flow of the action and it clogged up the flow of the narrative. And if they would have left like the blog post or and her sister's story, it's kind of like all one piece, if they would have left that for the epilogue or something, I thought that would have been amazing if they would have just like concentrated on the action more, but also in New Exit, it had a lot of action, but it was different sorts of action. You know, in this one, it was like, shootout, shootout, shootout. And because you're getting like so many shootouts, so many car chases, and all of this it's just like, you're reading car chase, shootout, car chase, shootout, car chase, shootout. And you're like, It just, again, it becomes low stakes. You're not as invested because you're like, you're reading the same thing over and over again. So it just becomes repetitive that you're like, okay, get on with it. Like who dies? What's the, you know, result of this car chase? What's the result of the shootout? That's all I really care about. So yeah, that one didn't work for me either. I know for a fact there are readers out there that have loved each and every one of these books. They didn't work for me for the reasons I discussed. They sound interesting to you. I still highly encourage you to give them a try. Like Jacqueline said, she's going to probably still read some of these.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, there are definitely books that haven't worked for other people that have worked for us, vice versa. Even Gwen and myself will differ on opinions on things. And so just because we're saying that these are our most disappointing books doesn't mean that, like, we're saying that no one should ever read them ever.
1: Yeah. Just maybe games. a couple of them no I'm
0: just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so I wanted to point out it's actually pretty funny how a couple of the books that you mentioned are like authors like second books after they had a very good first book or a very like a, a book of theirs that like went super popular viral yep. whatever it would be yep and Almost
1: all of these. I think all of these.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, it's kind of funny because how many of these were actually like book of the month choices? Like pff, a lot of them. Yeah. And that I feel is like, yeah. That is something that I, as as me not being a book of the month member, I see that where like sometimes I am, or I should say, a lot of the times, I'm glad I'm not a book of the month member because. I just think that they're so overhyped because there are so many Book of the Month members. Like, it's like a cult, kind of. Yeah. Don't come at me for saying that. I'm sorry. But <laughs> anyway, it's a good it's cult. <laughs> a good cult. Sure. Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, I just see that a lot of these, I think, get overhyped, especially if that author already had a book that everyone loved. And then I think that sometimes the pressure gets on them. And they try and come up with something that's, like, similar to their first one. But we don't want something that's exactly the same. Like, we don't want something that's similar. So that's my problem. My first book that I'm going to talk about is Hairpin Bridge by Taylor Adams. Because it also was one of my most disappointing. Now, I, I won't say that, like, this isn't... I didn't think that I was going to love this book. Because I've already seen this pattern happen so many times where it's very... Far and few between. I would say that Colleen Hoover and Taylor Jenkins Reid are probably the only two authors that I consistently love their releases. I mean, there are times where I don't love their releases, but I would say that they have a better pattern than some of the other authors that I've read that they have a really great book that came out and then their new release comes out and it's usually not that great, unfortunately. Um, With Hairpin Bridge, I really think that like, Taylor Adams was trying way too hard to create something that was very similar to No Exit, but, you know, obviously has changed multiple different things. I do find it's kind of funny that he always writes, or actually, I shouldn't say always, the two books that I've read from him, he writes from the female perspective, like both of his characters were females. Um, but then also he tr- he made this book again in a very short time period. And I don't think that that worked for this book. I wanted something different because with no exit, like sure, the snowy isolation was fantastic. But there was no isolation that needed to happen in this book. Like Cambry wasn't stuck somewhere. Lena wasn't stuck somewhere. And so everything happened within like an hour or two. And the whole book just drug on with so much Back and forth dialogue, the characters constantly lying. I mean, technically, I guess the author was just lying to us for so much of the time. But it just became so repetitive with, like, you know, the cop saying, like, no, I'm totally telling you the truth. And then, like, later he'd be like, actually, I was lying that time. I'm going to tell you the truth again. So I felt like when you (laughs) did that so many times, I, as a reader, didn't even care anymore. Like, there were only so many characters in the book so there's only so many different ways it could go, you yeah. know? And so, like uh, you said before, like, they're not trying to find out really, like, who did it or really what happened. It was more just why. Mm-hmm. And I honestly didn't even really care about the why because, yeah. <laughs> I, like, it, it, t- for some reason, the characters just didn't matter that much for me to care about the why. Yeah, I don't know if that was the writing style, if it was me, because I don't super love sister stories. So the twin sister thing, especially, you know, they weren't even like that yeah, great they weren't even in relationship so anyway. Like, like, why is
1: she going out here to...
0: Yeah, like they didn't even <laughs> talk to each other that much. So <laughs> that was kind of weird for me. But then, okay, the action, because No Exit is very fast paced. So I feel like they're... <sighs> Taylor just put way too much action. Like, it was just too much repetitive action. Mm -hmm. Like you said, if it would have changed up, maybe. But the first car chase, I was like, whoa, this is really great. Like, this is the first time I think I've read a car chase in a book. And I legit was, like, picturing it in my head. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you got to get away. Yeah, like, turn the car. Oh, my gosh, turn off your brake lights. Like, do it. Do it. You know, like, that was me. But then, okay, then there was a gunfight. Then there was another car chase. Then there, like, like you yeah. said, it just kept happening over and over again. And I was listening to the audiobook, So maybe that was also like a huge problem. I felt like I was listening to the same scene yeah. over and over. It and read then, like that too. Yeah, with the characters lying constantly. I was like, wait, is this like skipping? Like, is this the <laughs> same thing I've already read before? And then I felt like we already knew everything by the 80% mark. And I mm-hmm. was like. So, what's this last 20%? Yeah, like
1: I would say real. by like even earlier than that. And then it just, kept, and it was already a short book.
0: Yeah, it and was actually already a short book.
1: But it just, yeah, I, I felt like this could have been a novella.
0: Actually, yeah, it probably could have. I just don't think that i don't know with no exit there was definitely way more characters so there were definitely like twists i don't think i was surprised about one single thing in this whole no. entire book but then also with the constant lying like i don't even know if i even know the full story of what happened because i was just <laughs> like i don't i don't care like you're constantly lying to me i'm not even gonna think about it anymore yeah <laughs> Okay, so actually it's kind of funny because I think that that's the only thriller that I have on my list. I, I feel like my list is a little, like it's smaller than yours, but that's because I think I DNF'd a little bit more books and I'm not talking about any of the DNF books mm-hmm. that I have in this list. This year so far I've DNF'd six, um, but because I didn't fully read those, I I don't rate them, I don't ever feel comfortable like, you know, kind of like proclaiming my thoughts about them because I didn't fully read them. I mean, some of them I've read like 50%, but I still just don't talk about those on here. So um, my next one is One Last Stop, and I'm not going to go super in-depth about this because Gwen and I actually did a podcast episode about this book. It was totally a book discussion, spoilers included, everything. And so I'll just link that in the show notes for this episode. But unfortunately, this was just one of the most disappointing books for me. Um, It is my first female-female romance, but that doesn't mean I'm going to write that off because I would like to try that again. Um, I think that it was a lot more other problems with this book. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't think that that was, like, the issue. But, I mean, I love... I think it was the quirky characters. Jacqueline hates quirky characters. (laughs) I do. So, yes. I... (sighs) I think I just don't like extreme cheesiness like okay even with my husband I am not somebody that laughs at stupid jokes dad jokes cheesy jokes and that is not me (laughs) at all not at all Alvin is gonna be the best dad joke person in the world and he tries so hard and I'm like why do you even say this to me like you know I don't think it's funny.
1: It so, is, fu- it's funny though, because when I hang out with him, <laughs> he'll, he'll be cracking jokes and I'm laughing so hard and Jacqueline's just looking at me like, he's not funny. And I'm like,
0: yeah, like, it, it's, funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, that is not funny to mm-hmm. me. So when I read these like, you know, supposed to be lighthearted, cheesy romance books with all the quirkiness, I'm just rolling my eyes because to me, I'm like, no, this does not work for me. Um, there were some other, like, I felt like it was pretty insta lovey. I felt like there was so much dialogue, so many side characters. Although I will say that, like, I do think it was great that there were so many diverse side characters. I just felt like there was too many of them. So I didn't, like, you know, really get to know Mm -hmm. them as, as, like, you know, the characters in the book. Um, I also listened to the audiobook and, oh my gosh, the sex scenes were, like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we talked so about that episode, I remember. And how
1: you were explaining it, like listening to it on audio. Yeah, Could not have done it. Could not yes. have done so,
0: it. so with all of those things, and there's more things, that is why. Um, but I do, there are tons of people that love this book. It mm-hmm. worked so well for them. It's like their favorite of the year. So it really just comes down to like, a me issue um so if you like all of those things that i mentioned then. and i think you were gonna lo- you thought you were gonna love like the time
1: travel element yeah and that didn't quite work out as well either so. no i mean it
0: just wasn't again i like it's weird because like sometimes i like open-ended in my stories but then also i like things that make sense and are like you know there's resolutions mm-hmm. um and i i just felt like like the time travel was just like a a thing that got thrown in there it like didn't make sense it It just wasn't (laughs) like a yeah so I was like ah no then we have um The Last Goodbye by Fiona Lucas I will say the majority of these books I actually read this month I was looking at my Goodreads and I actually had really amazing books the beginning half of the year and so all of these like disappointing books actually pretty much came up Within Romanceathon, and I think it's just because I'm very particular with romances. So I will say that a lot of people will probably like all the books that I'm talking about. I think it's that my tastes are just very specific for romance (laughs) um but with this one this one is a slow burn romance at its finest (laughs) (laughs) um i would say that it's actually more contemporary fiction um which is a problem i've been having where i feel like a lot of romances are marketed as that but they're more like women's fiction contemporary in my Mm -hmm. opinion this is about anna and spencer and they were married spencer dies um, and Anna has to, like, move on with her life. Um, it is kind of like a couple years in the future. It might be, like, a year or so in the future um, that, like, Anna has been, like, calling Spencer's old phone number to, like, hear him, like, on the voicemail. Mm-hmm. Um, which I definitely thought. I was like, I could totally relate to that. Like, that would be me. I would. That would that. be me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, then someone actually answers the phone. And they start talking and, I mean... It's a romance. No surprise who the other love topic is going to be. But I felt like this book lasted way too long. I thought it was very similar to Forever Interrupted by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Like down to the exact same way that the husbands died and the toxic mother-in-law. And I was like, I've already been here, done this. I've already read this. Like, no. Um, I do think that like the way that the book depicted grief was really great. And You know, showing the struggles of, like, how you could date someone after losing, like, your soulmate. Because, like, I mean, I even, reading that book, I was even sitting here. I'm like, gosh, like, yeah, if I lost Alvin, like, how do you even move on from that? Like, to even start falling in love with someone else. Mm -hmm. But, like you had said in a previous book, I just felt that I didn't get to know, the love interest like I wanted to hear his perspective more I wanted to get to know him more but also I felt like I didn't really see Anna and Spencer's relationship before he died so I felt like I could have gotten more in my feelings and felt more sad if I would have seen like their marriage before that and kind of gotten to know them as a couple before he died and before you know Mm -hmm. I wanted to feel the grief too you know like that's why I read books like this so those were the problems that I had with that one yeah yes which is sad and the cover is so beautiful I know that was one of your favorite
1: covers I know
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay then next up we have Just Last Night by Varee McFarlane and again I have some of these same problems with this book where these are not romance books. Like there's not a lot of romance. There are a lot more like friendship dynamics, you know, they should be more like contemporary fiction. Um, and so this one, I felt like the synopsis and the cover were totally different than the book itself. Like what was in the book. Um, this one is actually more of like a platonic relationship with two friends and it is very dark and depressing. Um, I, I can't really say what the main topic of the book because it is a spoiler in my opinion, but it's just it's not a romance. It's like a friendship and um yeah I, I it's so hard for me to say because I, I like the big thing that happens that the whole book is about that they just keep talking about over and over again is something that happens within there yeah I would say that the only part of the book that I did enjoy was the beginning because it was like light-hearted like the character was like going on a date and she's in her 30s and I felt like I could relate to like the problems she had on a date you know just not vibing with the person and so that was really funny so I did have high hopes for it but then like the big thing hit and the whole rest of the book was just dark and depressing so that's why. <laughs> sad <laughs> yeah that is sad okay my last one is never never by colleen hoover i have had this on my shelf for forever i picked it up because i was looking for something different and i mean it's different it delivered like it is a romance romance But done so differently than traditional romances which I so appreciate because the normal romance book formula just does not work for me. I have finally figured that out. That is not for me. So (laughs) I liked that this was about teenagers that were dating. But they woke up and they, like, had no memory. Like, they didn't even know they were dating. They were just, like, at school. And other people were like, yeah, like, your boyfriend over there. And and she was like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend over there. Yeah. (laughs) And and even, like, he, like, they both had lost their memory. And we know nothing about, like, we're like, what? Like, you're reading and you're like, wait, why? Why don't they have memory? Like, what's going on? Oh, my gosh. I was so intrigued with it but this is written by Colleen Hoover and Taryn Fisher. So Taryn Fisher brings in that like weirdness approach. Mm -hmm. And like, this was working for me really, really well. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just need to get to the ending, figure out like, why is this happening? They kept losing their memory every 48 hours. I was like, why is this happening? They never tell you. And I was like, (laughs) no, 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 this does not work. I'm sorry, I had to. It was just very disappointing to me because I spent the whole time being really excited, being like, okay, this is really weird. Like, they're trying to find the answers. And you learn absolutely nothing.
1: Now, this was actually published in three separate parts, and you read the bind up. You read all three three parts. parts. Yes. So don't just think she read, like, the first little novella. Because I think it was, like, three novellas that they did bind up. I like the covers of the novellas better. But I actually have the bind up as well. And now I'm really worried because I know that will bother me if they don't explain things. Yeah,
0: you literally just learn nothing. Because, like, the point of the book is, like, does love kind of bind you no matter what? You know, like, that type of thing. And so (laughs) it kind of reminded me of... The Vow, like, have you ever seen that with, like, Rachel McAdams and Channing mm-hmm. Tatum? And, like, obviously she forgot about a lot of bad things that happened, like, to her or in her life or by other people. And that's very similar to this story where there was a reason that, like, they weren't supposed to be dating or talking to each other or whatever. And um, so you see that and, it, sure, like, I understand there's, like, some very big phenomenal (laughs) meaning behind it but i'm like okay no that did not like like, i need i need it on paper (laughs) (laughs) not a fan yeah so Uh, those are my disappointing reads from the last i mean literally i read most of those this month so you Mm -hmm.
1: did (laughs) oh well so hopefully we explained why we don't like some books maybe we explained some of the themes that work for us and don't work for us. So then in other episodes, when you're listening and we're like, oh, we didn't like this book, maybe you'll think back to this episode and be like, oh, it probably had some of those things they talked about. Yeah. Um, because I know a lot of times we just say we don't like a book and we move on from it because we do like to concentrate on recommendations for you guys, books that we've loved. We like to spread the positivity. And I mean, <laughs> I, mm. I do like talking about books that I don't like, especially if someone else didn't like it. And we're like, oh, yeah, that didn't work for me either. But like, <laughs> the majority of the time i like to focus on the books that i loved, and i want to shout it from the rooftop so everybody goes and buys it yeah. but yeah so hopefully that cleared up some things for you guys um i think this was a fun episode jacqueline and i are recording these episodes this episode and the one that you listened to before this one well in advance because we're both going away for a book club retreat this summer And we'll probably just be getting home by the time this episode goes up for y'all. So we hope you enjoyed it and we hope you have an amazing summer. Um, Do you have anything else to add, Jacqueline?
0: Nope, I'm just so looking forward to that. I know me too. <laughs> I can't wait So to go, yeah, we wanted so. to get
1: like all the business out of the way so we could totally enjoy ourselves. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening to today's episode of Talk Bookish to me. Check the details to find the links for
0: all the books we discussed. If you need to reach us, email us at talkbookishpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at talkbookishpodcast. Until next time. Happy, happy reading. <laughs>